Hello, and welcome to 8 Minutes to Ageless, the podcast committed to teaching you the minimalistic approach to becoming bold and not old. On this 20-minute weekly podcast, you will learn how to care for your body and mind while spending the bare minimum amount of time to be successful. I know that life is full, so full that we tend to put our own needs on the back burner and in some cases are simply too confused to figure out what to do, so we do nothing. This podcast is designed to help you leave regrets behind and start caring for yourself no matter your age, so you can grow older and like it, and I might say even love it. My name is Dr. Kelly Pearson, and I am the host of this podcast. I'm a practicing chiropractic physician and author of Eight Minutes to Ageless. Over the past 40 years, my patients have taught me so much about what not to do that I finally just had to get this book written and podcast started. But before we begin, I want to thank all of you who've read my book and keep sending me inspiring comments that you're getting your life back. That makes all the difference and makes me smile. Hello there, this is Kelly Pearson, and we're going to talk about some interesting things this morning, this afternoon, this evening, and it's really circling back to the whole major theme of this podcast is how to age well, and probably in the last couple of weeks, I've been focusing more on the mental challenges as it relates to aging poorly. You know, when you you, you let, let's say you, you take a look at a leader who's been through a lot of stress in his or her career the past six months or a year, you look at them, it's like, oh my gosh, they look beat up. Well, I'm sure they're maybe eating well or exercising properly. They've got a support team and that type of thing, but they're getting beat up emotionally. They're getting beat up mentally. And that starts to have a declination in our immune system and starts to cause us to be less efficient as human beings. And, you know, while I'm, I'm not afraid of, of dying or getting old, that all, all those things are going to happen. It's just the degree to which we do it when we could find other ways that are more magnificent, if you will. And this particular time that we're going through in the world we live in today is just fraught with excessive emotional challenges you know there's um, several people I've talked to as of late say like there's 30 percent of the people in the world who are intently committed to the vaccine and the vaccine mandates and then conversely there's 30 percent of the world committed intently to anti-vax and then then there's the 40 percent in the middle that's trying to sort things out but if you're in one of the 30 percent um, end zones if you will you're othering all over the place, meaning that other person is such an idiot. Oh my gosh. And it just makes you so mad that you're living in a world, and particularly in a place where you can't control the outcome. And so I've really been thinking a lot about this and have created a curriculum, a course that I'm giving first in person and will move towards online. I think Zoom will allow us to tolerate the, the uh, conversation, but first I wanna do a few, get under my belt. My first one is in two weeks, but I've been rehearsing, if you will, and playing with others around this protocol. And somehow or another, I got into a place where over the last five or six years, I've been getting certified in communication protocols, such as nonviolent communication and intrinsic coaching. I've studied with David Riley, who teaches us about authentic listening. And I've studied immunity to change, where you get to identify your personal unseen biases. And 
um, all these things have really been interesting to me. And now I know why that I think it's been a God thing because I'm pulling all those pieces together to engage in something I'm calling the civility workshop. And I'm sharing this idea with you to make you just think about it a little bit, but you know, where I guess for me, it's, it's, I've realized just how scary it is for people to speak their truths. It's really irritating to have someone else speak their truth and for you to disagree with it. Instantly, you don't like that person. I mean, I certainly have lost some friends who think differently than I do. And it really breaks my heart because they're my friends still. And I still like them, even though we can disagree. But some people don't have that, that, that patience, if you will. It's like, what happened? When did this happen? When did we, when did we not let each other have an opinion? When did we decide to destroy connection versus building connection? And when did we make personal liberty, um, particularly if it represents something that you yourself disagree with, this other person's liberty, you just want to take them out? Wow, we have become so, so violent and so, so scary, you know, where society is kind of decoupling itself from each other. And it's not about this conversation called the civility workshop. It, it's not about changing mindsets at all. Now, mindsets might change, but that would be a person's choice in the process. But what we do is we get together for about two and a half hours. And the first piece is around identifying the laws of civil engagement. Now, I know what they are and I, I have them available for people, but we, as a collective, as a group, we um, talk about what, what does it mean? How can you tell if somebody is civilly engaging? Well, obviously they're not yelling at each other, not pointing at each other, their arms aren't crossed, they're not rolling their eyes and a multitude of other things. And so we spent a little time talking about that. And then we talked a little bit about the power of authentic listening. And I'm not gonna get into the detail here because that's not the intent of this podcast, but it's more important to recognize that we can authentically listen to someone and that is an art form of which you can be um, encouraged to participate in. And you can tell if someone's authentically listening by the way they're looking and they're behaving and holding their body and breathing. So we talk about that, but really it's about holding a person in the space of, I, I find you credible. I find you capable. No matter what dumb thing might come out of your mouth, I'm still going to hold you in that space. We talk about a little bit of the vernacular of nonviolent communication, which is obviously not to be violent with each other, but to create a sense of safety. And then we talk about personal bias. And while that's a three-hour conversation in and of itself, you can start to maybe answer some questions about how you have a bias against certain maybe genders or ethnicities or professions or um, religions that if you know somebody and standing in front of you has one or two of those things, you might be less prone to listen. You know, it's embarrassing to admit these things, but so we, we, we give people the safety to look at this stuff inwardly. And then we break the room into two groups. And then um, one person from each side will agree to discuss the anatomy of their belief system around a divisive topic. And it may be anything from um, probably won't jump into the vax and non-vax, to be honest with you, because it's way too, way too painful for people, but jumping into things like pro-choice, 
Um, what's your take on the movement versus the cause of Black Lives Matters? What's your take on um, gender diversity? What's your take on um, political ideologies? What's your take on um, a particular um, movement in, in the country where there is not a cohesive perspective? I mean, there's a multiplicity, right? There's a multiplicity um, of, of issues. Maybe your take on capital punishment, that type of thing. So, so one group says, yeah, I've got, I've got a person that's willing to talk about the anatomy of their belief system. How did that belief in, let's say, pro-choice develop? Who did you talk to? What did you see? What did you feel? What did you experience? What did you read? Who did you respect that said something? Who did you disrespect that said the opposite? I believe you, I, believe me, there is an anatomy of your belief system. And so that one person on each team will agree to talk about it doesn't have to be the same topic, um, to, to agree to say, yeah, I, I want to talk about why I'm pro-choice, let's say. And then the other team will pick a person who can authentically listen, who, who may or may not agree with pro-choice, probably better if they don't, but the goal for them is, is to engage in the conversation of tell me more, explain that more, help me understand that more. Oh, tell me what that was like. Tell me more about what that person said and what made you think. So their intention is not to change your mind is to understand your mind. Now, the, the rest of the people are supporting their folks. So that team of five, let's say, four of them is, is supporting their speaker. They are, they've got their cell phones there and they're gonna be texting the speaker when it looks like they are not listening, when it looks like they're being rude, when it looks like they're breaking a rule of, of civil engagement might say, hey, you just rolled your eyes. And the person who's sitting in the chair speaking or, or listening and asking questions, they're gonna be getting texts from their support team, the people who have their backs that want them to be successful in showing up in this kind place where you can hear and listen. And it might be as the speaker, you're getting some feedback like, holy smokes, I didn't know I did that. That's embarrassing. Wow, I'm glad to, I'm glad someone said it. I'm learning about myself, right? So in any event, that one person is speaking, the other person's asking questions. And at the end of it, of course, there's that rule of, all right, cool. Now acknowledge, acknowledge what that person was thinking. And then you do so. You tell them what you heard them say. And then the, the person who is talking about the anatomy of their belief system says, yep, you got it right. And then the roles reverse. Again, completely different topic possibly. When it's all said and done, what we're finding is just so remarkable is that people are still they're, they're they're saying things like, oh my gosh, I didn't even I didn't even know that was a thing. The way they thought. I mean, I didn't even know that was an option, never even occurred to me. I just thought they were stupid. I just thought they were non-thinking. I just thought they were self-centered. I just thought they were errant in all ways. And it might not be that you agree with them and, and hopefully you don't. That's not the, the point of this conversation is just to go, wow, I respect you for what you've been through, what you've chosen to listen to, what you've experienced. And while I still disagree, I at least respect and have some compassion for wh where you've come from. And so what I'm finding is in the room, there's a sense of connectedness in the absence of agreement and respect in the absence of anger. 
And I'll tell you something, the only way we can get out of the mess we're in is to create a sense of connectivity, is to create a sense of safety, is to create a sense of honoring humanity. Differing opinions is what's always made our country strong. And so that's what this course is designed to do. And I'll report back to you how my first course goes in two weeks. But if you're interested and want to consider doing one, I mean, I'm in Spokane, so it would be hard to do anything personally if you don't live in this area. But if you want to say, I'd love to bring that to my company where we have this huge divisive challenge around blah, blah, blah. We could, we could set up Zoom and have Zoom rooms. I just need to prepare my facilitators because I, I would need to have an, a person or two, depending upon the number of folks in the room. And I have a couple of good friends who are right on my same page. And uh, it's not hard work. It's in terms of you have to be a great strategist. No, it's hard work because you have to stay in your heart and you have to stay willing to be honest. And you have to stay in a place of um, honoring hu humanity and, and humility. Um, so let me give you an example of something that happened the other day is uh, one of my, in my mock groups, one, one of the guys was saying, you know, I, I really just would get so ticked off when people would be against capital punishment. And I just thought they were so stupid and they're not following the Bible, you know, eye for an eye and just could never understand how someone who killed someone could be not killed themselves. But he got in, engaged in this conversation and it's as if we were breathing space between his thoughts to, you know, ideologies are all thoughts smashed together, right? And then the more thoughts smashed together, glued together tightly, the stronger the ideology and the more you think you're right. But if you start breathing space between each thought as you dissect it and speak about it, you're like, hmm, well, what do you know? I uh, have eight reasons to believe this way. And now at age 64, four of them aren't even true anymore, but I forgot to take them out of the pile. I still believe this way, but I, maybe not as strongly as I used to. You know, you start to see your own stuff, if you will, come up. Anyway, what he finally got to was a question that came to him was, you know what? If I was the person that had to pull the lever to cause that, that criminal to die, could I do that? And he resoundedly said, no, I couldn't do that. So therefore... It's kind of like a it's kind of like a person that hates hunters but loves to eat meat, you know, like, well, you got to get real. And he he finally said, here's the drill. I'm not willing to kill someone. So therefore, I'm changing my ideology on capital punishment. Until which time I could feel like, yes, I was doing the right thing by pulling that lever to end that person's life, but but I don't. Now I'm not saying either way, if I'm for or against capital punishment, that's not the point. The point is to go, oh, that's interesting. That is interesting. Let me, let me grapple with, with the, that thinking process. And so I, I trust that I will age better if I can be in the room with all my old friends with different opinions and we still love each other. You know, I had a, a patient, we had different perspectives on the vaccine issue. And he was a very cool guy. And he said, you know, Kelly, despite the fact I have no idea why you feel the way you feel, 
I still really like you and I really like you as a chiropractor and I want you to continue to treat me. And I mean, I just wanted to give him a big hug because I have had a patient who was the opposite. Like Kelly, I don't know how in the world you think the way you do about vaccines. And I really don't feel comfortable hanging out with you even though you're the only person who could get rid of my headache. I'm willing to live with a headache. Hmm. Okay, that's nuts. Talk about adding to our aging process, you know? So my goal here, and I'll keep reporting back how, how these uh, efforts go, is to allow us to create compassion and respect in the face of disagreement. And so um, you can look forward to me reporting back more. Um, if you are interested in doing a course down the road, you're more than welcome to email me at kpearsondc at macmac.com. And I hope that this year, 2022, is really resoundingly spectacular. Thank you so much. In keeping with my minimalistic approach to life, I keep this podcast short and only add the most critical points, not adding fluff. So for today, we are done, but I hope you will do a few minutes of the good stuff we talked about. If you have not picked up the book, you can get it on Amazon. The website, 8minutestoageless.org, will have the show notes and any videos that I mentioned on this podcast. I thank you for spending your precious 20 minutes with me. And as always, you can reach out and contact me via the website. Remember, one day at a time, you are getting bolder and not older. I look forward to seeing you next week.